0: the baseball 365 podcast and here are your hosts Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston Welcome to episode 138 of the Baseball 365 podcast. My name is Justin Hughes and thank you for taking some time out of your day or week to spend with us. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at baseball365pod. Myself at justinhughes365 and Andrew McQuiston at amcq82. And if you are on threads yet, because I hear that's a thing that's starting up, and I have no idea if that's going to last or not, but I have set up an account up there on my personal at Justin Hughes 365 And I've also made one for the podcast. I need to figure out exactly what that Twitter handle is. It might be Baseball365Podcast. I think that's what it is, but you can find it there, too. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is to go to iTunes. We've had a long hiatus. This is our second episode back after being gone for 19 months. So a good way to help us get our name out there would be to just leave us a five-star rating. Leave a nice comment. If you could do that, that just helps us get ourselves out there a little bit more again as we're just getting back into the, end of the things here. And as always, all of these plugs can be found in the show notes. And as I said, this is part two of our two-part return. All right, we are back into the second round here. Andrew, you have the first pick of the second round. You just took Spencer Strider as the first player for this team number 15. Who are you going to follow up with? So
1: a few guys. Yeah, there's a group here of about five or six Um, that I feel like I could go with. I'm going to assume a few things here. Um, I'm going to take Bryce Harper
0: mm, at 16. Yep. He was in that group. I'm going to,
1: I'm going to, but th- this is contingent on a few things. One is he has some type of positional eligibility, <laughs> which I think, I think what's, if I had to predict right now, I think he's going to get first base this season, and then hopefully get outfield next season. And be first out, first base outfield for a chunk of next season. If that isn't the case, I'm not sure if I'd take him here. Um, I also expect his power to pick up, um, at least like later on in the year. I need to see some kind of power growth. I think he's still at like three home runs. Yeah, is that three right? Home three, runs in three like or 50 four?
0: games or so. Yeah.
1: Um, so assuming a few things with that. I'm going to take him here um, because I still think that as we get a little bit further away from the surgery and stuff, he's he's just going to get better. And I mean, still a five category stud, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. But it is uh, it is contingent on a few things. I like the pairing with Strider and Harper. And uh, yeah, I'll go with that.
0: I like it. I, I had Harper a couple picks below. But honestly, I agree with you. This is a grouping right here. Um, of a few players. We'll see if we've got the same people grouped, but, um, you brought up a real good point on Harper when we were talking about him a couple days ago and you were like, you know, I, you just expect him to be better next year with the power department. And I, it made immediately made me think of Max Muncy. Cause if I recall, right, Max Muncie started the 2022 season. I know he started it horribly. And if I recall, right, he was coming off of Tommy John surgery or something with his elbow, wasn't he? Can you yeah, remember?
1: I believe I believe that's right, yeah.
0: And you know, he finished with only 20 home runs, which isn't great, but I mean, he was so bad to start that year. And I mean, this year he's at 20 home runs and he's at 70 games played and he had a lot of home runs in the early part of the year. He's been dinged up a lot of the last month or two it seems like. But um yeah, that was a good I thought that was a really good call and I I, I had him at 18 on my list. And I can definitely see him going, like, I like that Strider pairing there.
1: Yeah, I think I think with Harper, though, if he doesn't get the positional eligibility or he doesn't pick up, like, he needs to pick it up some. If he doesn't do that, he's probably going to go a little bit lower than this. So yes. that was just kind of why I mentioned I don't, those few things.
0: I don't think he's going in the spot where, like, he'd have to really blow up in the second half, I think, to go in the spots where we go. Yeah, Um, you think it's more likely not then that he's at least first base eligible next year then? Well,
1: I mean, it would take it would take 20 games. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's it's it could be close. I I don't know exactly. I haven't seen recently what their plans are. I know originally they had kind of mentioned after the All-Star break, he may do it. But I mean, I also feel like it's something they could just scrap. I haven't heard anything recently of you.
0: Um. Yes, actually, the coach, the manager a week ago said, you know, we're recording this on Friday night. This is going to come out on Monday. But the manager said that Harper might get some time at first base before the All-Star break. Oh, wow. OK, so I didn't see that. There's a chance by the time like this podcast is out that he's already played a game or two at first. Maybe if not, I think it's going to happen right afterwards. It sounds yeah. like it's
1: like, I do. I do think that that first base outfield mm-hmm. eligibility could help out a lot too, even if it's not that on draft day. Like if you know he's going to play the outfield, obviously we don't know that right now, but um, I think that could come in handy big time too with him. And then you just assume he gets healthier and all that stuff. I, I feel like things are going to get back to where they were with Harper. It's just not the greatest of times right at this moment.
0: I just Googled when did he have his Tommy John surgery and it was November 23rd last year. Cause I, I actually yeah. think that he's going to get some games in the outfield at the end of the season. I don't know if he's going to get nice. to 20. Yeah. I don't, I like, I would probably even say no, he won't get to 20, but Philadelphia is competing right now. I think they could slip into the playoffs and I think by late uh, September, October, he might get it. He might get in there. I don't know if he'll have the eligibility though. I'd, lean first base i think
1: as long i think though for drafts next year as long as you feel like he's gonna get it like say in the first 20 25 games of next year or actually it would only be 10 Mm -hmm. because it's 10 in season Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody's gonna care you know waiting that long so nope
0: okay that puts me up here at number 16 and i've taken 17 17 yes for the oh now i'm all the odd numbers near the evens (laughs) I didn't think about that. Um, I took Garrett Cole with the first pick. So following back up here, I think I'm. I don't feel really strongly about this, but I think I'm going to take Bryce Harper's teammate. I'm going to take a guy who was what top five pick this year. I'm going to take Trey Turner, who has not had the best first half of the year. In terms of statistics, I mean, he's hitting only .250, .303 on base, striking out more. Not really walk walking about the same, but nine home runs, 19 steals. He's still he's still insanely fast. I think he's the 99th percentile in speed still. I don't expect him to be. I don't expect the steals to be tailing, especially with these new rules. And you mentioned he's just hitting the ball in the air a little more. I'm, I might be stealing your thunder about us talking about him, but. I don't know. I'm still, I'm going to take the chance here and I'm going to say that go bank on the rebound and still being in a really good lineup around him. I'm going to take Trey Turner.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um,
0: Was he in this grouping? I had
1: him. Yeah. Yeah. He's in here with a few other guys. Um, Yeah. It's weird. Like the basically just trading ground balls for fly balls, which with a lot of guys you would like, but Trey has always kind of just thrived the way that he is and his fly ball percentage is, his whole career has been like 20 to 23%. Last year it was 26. This year it's over 30. So just kind of trending up there and like, I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing because he isn't like a crazy power hitter, you know? So, um, but yeah, he really picked it up in June, three homers, 11 steals, Um, K percentage is up, but he's still super fast. I, I think you're going to see him next season go like around the wheel, like around this area of the draft. I don't know exactly where. Um, and I think a lot, obviously all these guys, it's going to come down to the second half of the season too. is going to matter a lot, but, um, yeah, I still expect him to get steals. I mean, he's got... I think he's up to eighteen steals now, so pacing for over thirty. And yep. um, yeah, I expect everything to get closer back to career norms than maybe they've been in the first half. So
0: you mentioned his Yeah, rate. I think
1: it's good. I think
0: it's a good pick. You mentioned his rate being in the thirties and he's pacing for over thirty steals. You know what else is over thirty with him? What's that? Trey Turner.
1: He's- oh right, his age. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying yeah. things
0: were over thirty. I'm like, yeah, so is Trey Turner. He's 30 years old yeah. now. We're old. But, yeah. you know, he has been unlucky in the home run f- rate too. Um, it, Like home run to fly ball rate, somewhere between 11 and 17% each of the last five years, and it's only 8% this year. So, I mean, for how much more he's hitting the ball in the air, it's not been leaving the park much to where, yeah, I, I would expect more home runs in the second half of this year. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. That puts you at pick number 18 an even number where you've taken Wander Franco in the first round. Who are you pairing Wander with?
1: Hmm. Well, this is a tough one because of who I took in the first round.
0: This is where I kind of wish hmm. I would have taken like like Cole. Um so this team's frustrated right now. <laughs> this team's a little <laughs> this team's a little <laughs> frustrated.
1: I'm gonna take Vlad Jr.
0: There's Mr. Vladdy. I think um
1: Yeah, I think Wander and, and Vlad's a good uh good pairing.
0: That's a heck of a Probably startup team this, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, right this is probably one of those instances um, and it's easier to really feel this out once you're more familiar with exactly who's going where like in, in draft season, but probably one of those instances where I may have like taken the pitcher. Like if I'm at 13 and this, this is why I think pitching gets pushed up is like, okay, then I have my option of all the hitters. Um, as opposed to taking the hitter and then it's like that position I'm kind of burned at, you know what I mean? So uh, like just taking other guys here that I like were shortstops and I had Wander. So, Um, but yeah, I'll take Vlad. I think it's good pairing. He's still, still hitting everything hard. Just uh, just needs to hit the ball in the air a little bit more, but um, yeah, I, 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 Vlad's like one of those guys that I don't, I don't really feel like it's ever going to be a bad pick like he's got a high floor and um obviously he's in a great lineup. He's having a down season for sure, but he's still hitting 280 and still pacing for about 25 homers and I would expect in most years that home run total to be higher than it is now.
0: Steamer so. projects him to finish with 30 with the 17 in the second half. So they are actually in agreement that he's under his pace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just, it feels like a rough year for Vlad that at a flip of a switch could go right back to just being normal, you know? So yeah, I'll take him at i I'll take him at 18. I think he's a good pair with wander.
0: You know, this is something that's probably going to really surprise you. Um, and, I have three other first basemen right now ahead of Wander or um Vlad on my list. Like I yeah I, yeah, and we'll get to these guys and go. And I I'm still not even going to sit there and say it's a bad pick because he's such a solid player and he's. It's kind of like we were saying about Soto. He's a floor player. He's going to get runs, of RBI. He's not going to hit for a terrible batting average you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and he's going to hit home runs. I think I'm I I think again this launch angle thing is just starting to get on my nerves with him. <laughs> it's like, why can he, like, could you get your launch angle into the double digits, please? Like eight, it's right. never been there. Even with his 47 home run season, I, I was surprised when I saw it was a nine four, which is, you know, if he could always be at nine four, I think he'd probably still be all right. And it's at eight, eight this year. So it's his second highest. Um. So, yeah, I, I think I am a little faded off of Vlad, but again, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, considering crap on him but i think i would take a few other guys who've just got a higher launch angle and also good lineups around him over him but
1: yeah it's totally fair i get it totally i think he's more i think he's more second round pick now than first but i think he's also one of those guys that in any given year he could be a first round pick mvp type you know that's i mean non-otani i don't even want (laughs) to you know what i'm saying like Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just would never surprise me. And
0: now I'm up here at pick number 19, and I've got my first pick was Jordan Alvarez, and I was sitting there saying, if you take a guy like that you or judge my next two picks, I'm like, I took some risks. I almost feel like I need some safety here in terms of guys to stay safe. I don't really like I don't feel great as I look at my list of guys. I'm like, okay, that guy's safe. Oh, Andrew, I'm about to do something. This, this is a guy that's going to blow up next year. Whether it's going to be blow up statistically or blow up teams that take him, it's going to be a blow up pick, and I'm going to take Ellie De La Cruz. Pause. <laughs> Quiet there. I um, I this is a pick that could be too high. But I've just really got a feeling like this guy's a superstar. And he might... I don't know what he's going to do the rest of this year. But I love everything about this guy. He's running like crazy. He strikes out too much. He's not walking a lot yet. This might be a terrible pick. I might really look dumb at the beginning of next year. We'll see. But I'm putting Ellie to Cruz here and just going for the complete blow-up.
1: Yeah, I... um... I had him at sixteen.
0: Oh, really?
1: So, it, you know, so I you mean, got so quiet I would,
0: there. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, sure? I was, wait,
1: I was, I was waiting to let you go, like say more, but, um, I, I and I wouldn't necessarily take him at sixteen. I just kind of slotted him there, like mm-hmm. in a group of shortstops that I was. But then, like with the team, I took Wander. I'm like, okay, I, that's why I passed. Mm-hmm. And yep. when you, you said know, that, but I, it, but it's one. of yeah, it was one of those things that, like, I mean he he's going to be third base shortstop too, yep. which is massive. I mean that's that's uh, that's a big deal. And yeah, I really I tell you with Ellie and I, I've mentioned this to you before he came up. I feel like so many people focus so hard on what he can't do, and. It's obviously he strikes out a lot. He doesn't walk a ton. But literally everything else he's great. And nobody should be that surprised if this pick even looks low. I mean it this could be a steal here. Um So yeah, I'm totally I'm totally good with it. I was definitely taking him next. Mm. Wow. Um with Freeman, because because then it was like Freeman, Vlad. You know, I was just trying to make uh-huh. the teams work together. Um, but yeah, I think it's totally fine. I mean, he's at what's he four homers and thirteen steals right now, right? Yeah, he stole. I think he
0: steal one tonight.
1: He stole one tonight. Yes, I oh, think the I'm Reds. Sorry. i are read... recording
0: on Friday again, but after yeah, we're recording sorry, this yeah. Friday. We're... He's got four home yes. runs and 13 steals. A in few nights ago, games.
1: he he's got he had seven homers <laughs> this weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they put him in the All Star game. At Rob Manford made a new rule and said we cannot not have this guy in the game. Yeah,
1: I just it, it's it's one of those things too where you can you just know with this guy he's gonna run like crazy. Like, he's going to steal a bunch of bases, and his po- he's got a ton of power. I mean, he hasn't gotten to all of it yet. He does have a hot, really, really, really high bat at Brent. I want to say it's yes. in the 440s or so something like that. So think
0: on the 330 the rest of the way? <laughs> I, think,
1: I think the projection, the live projection, had him at, like, 271, which I think is fair. Um, but, yeah, like 1525 and 94 games played, I mean – I just don't – the guy kind of breaks models, you know? It's like he's just not normal. I I, I think he's going to be fine even with the K-rate. And mm-hmm. and the other thing is, is like K-rate, which is what it, a lot of the detractors will point to, but it's a big deal if you're going to like lose playing time over it. Ellie De La Cruz isn't going to lose playing time over it, you know? Yeah. He's it, – it's just – this is kind of the time where – I feel like you want to be in, and I I just don't think he's a bust. I think he's one of those guys that's so toolsy, it isn't going to matter, and you just let it be. I mean, his batting average could maybe be on the lower side, but he also hits everything so hard. I could see him having higher batting averages than people project for him,
0: too. And he's in the middle of a very good lineup. Yeah. That's the other thing. The the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like
1: Coors East. I mean, it's just – yeah, fun team, fun player. I um yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. He's he's awesome. Super super fun that he's broken into the league and been this good.
0: We're talking small samples, but do you know what his fly ball rate percentage right now is? His fly ball percentage? No. No. <laughs> I just now saw this. Um just take a guess on what you think it is. It's okay. You you don't have to have any I mean, it's a small sample Uh so. I
1: don't know like 45 percent
0: well you're off by 30 percent it's almost it's 16.7 percent right now oh geez
1: yeah that i figured i figured it was something really extreme or the other yeah something extreme and i just guessed something not extreme which i probably shouldn't have
0: 59 percent <laughs> ground ball rate yeah those aren't great long term if you look at that but he's also we're talking very tiny sample where he's just now seeing major league pitching what really jumped out to me with him this year, you know, he started the year hurt and he came back and he looked kind of rough in his first few weeks back in the minor leagues. And then just all of a sudden he stopped striking out hardly like his strikeout rate ridiculously dropped. And in the minors, it was finished at twenty six point nine percent. Excuse me there, but um, it's at 30 percent right now. And that's doable. Aaron Judge is. I think I saw it when I was looking when we were talking about him on the first episode. His is like twenty nine and a half percent right now. He you can get yeah. by with a thirty percent strikeout rate in this league, and I fully expect the walks to improve. Like I think he's going to as he gets himself. There's gonna, the league's gonna adjust to him some. He'll go through some slumps here, but I think he's the kind of guy. After I saw what he was doing in Triple A this year with the adjustments, I'm like. This guy knows how to adjust, and that really, like, when I see hitters adjust like that, I really, I, I'm like, okay, he that he's teachable, he can learn, and so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in. All right, I think yeah. we talked about him long enough. Um, that puts you up at twenty here.
1: So I'm up at pick twenty, and I my first pick was Freddie Freeman. Yes. So this one. This one I feel like is very similar, um, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna take Bobby Witt Jr. at twenty. Um, it's funny that we have these two next to each other. When we were in St. Louis, I don't know, I don't think you were in the conversation. I, I know I was saying that to our, our friend Lucas Beery, but um, I remember saying we were just sitting at the table, and I remember Ellie was still in the minors. And I was like, Ellie's going to go in like the fourth round next year. And he was like, no way, no way. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and now that that's seems too low. Um,
0: I'm curious. But what, like, We're doing this early and I'd be, I'm looking forward to hearing other people talk about it. Cause I don't know if other people are going to have Ellie right here. I think you and I are probably I mean, than the maybe, few. maybe,
1: not, maybe not, but I, by
0: the like time the offseason gets how here, how
1: far does yeah, like how far does that power and speed slip? You know, especially when it's mm-hmm. somebody new like this. But anyways, the reason I wanted to bring it up with me saying wit is one thing I said to him. I was like, if Bobby Wood Jr. can go in the middle of the first round mm-hmm. with third base shortstop eligibility, why can't Ellie De La Cruz go that high? Like what? Like okay, Ellie strikes out a little bit more, but. I would argue he has more power, more speed, better park, better lineup. You know what I mean? It's just um, – and I still really like Witt. I mean, Witt, 13 homers, 26 steals in a year where it feels like he hasn't even been that great. I mean, it's it almost reminds me a little bit of Julio in that sense. Like he's just been really good, really productive. Um, one thing to keep in mind with Witt is – he does have zero games at third base, so it's mm-hmm. going to be strictly shortstop probably. But, yeah, another one of these power speed young guys that um, I actually don't think Witt is going to get here. I don't think he's going to get to 20 in most drafts. So I'll gladly take him at 20 here.
0: So where was he on your list, by the way?
1: Uh, right on with Ellie, like 16, like sixteen, seventeen, 17, right in there.
0: So I forgot to tell you, I had Ellie De La Cruz at 16 also on my rankings and I have Bobby Witt at seventeen. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we had them in the exact same slot. We just had a few guys around them ranked differently. Yeah, that's yeah. wild to think about with them too. Um, the th- Bobby Witt is the the like the one thing between him and Ellie. He's got he's got a full year, like longer playing time, basically a year plus over Ellie. The counting stats on for Bobby Witt are because he's on the Royals, and because he also has on base is just ne- it's not gotten to three hundred yet. Like he had 80, 82 and eighty on the runs in RBI last year, and right now if you look at like what he's done so far, he's got forty seven and forty five, and if you add what Steamer projects the rest of the year, he's going to be a ninety eighty guy, which. That, like I think that's why I have him a little further down. I agree with you that I think he'll go earlier in a lot of drafts, and that's why I have him a few picks below where others do is I'm really thinking about the runs and RBIs because obviously, I mean, he's pacing to be a 20. I mean, not pacing, but if you take what he's done along with Steamer the rest of the way, he's 25-44 in the runs and RBI. Or, I'm sorry, home runs and steals. But... I just I, I think I've got a little lower than where others will be and pretty much right in line with you, I guess, be just because of the counting stats I think that go with it.
1: Yeah, I I would have taken with I mean and Ellie, frankly, over Vlad, I think. Um but I, I just had Wander with that team, kind of yeah. like I mentioned. So that may be a reason to bump all these guys up or bump like Cole and Strider up, which Cole and Strider will end up getting bumped up regardless probably. But um, yeah, these power speed guys, like they just, they're not cheap. Like they're never going to be cheap. And, you know, Bobby Witt's got 26 steals already. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to end with like somewhere in the forties. And that's going to come with pop. I mean, that's not going to be cheap at all, you know, to acquire that. So, nope. yeah, um, yeah, all good picks here, though. I this board is going pretty, uh, pretty uniform to what I've had. So,
0: all right, that puts me up at pick number twenty-one, where I took Aaron Judge in the first round. Um, looking at my list, I am going to take the guy I have at the top, and I. It's funny, I just went and pulled up what his. ADP in drafts this year was, and it was at pick 57. And I never thought I would be one that like, if you had told me a year or two ago that this guy, I would be willing to take at pick. What did I just say? 1821. I, I'd really be questioning what on earth happened because this guy does not. Well, I, I guess he's walking more this year, but it's a Garcia. Um, I mean, last year he went 27 and 25. He's running less this year. He only has six steals. But um, still 22 home runs. He continues just mashing. And now Texas' lineup is just, it's, it's firing. And that doesn't mean it will fire next year. But he had 88 runs and 101 RBI to go with that last year, 66 and 71 this year. he's just a guy that mashes in the middle of a great lineup and I'm tired of discounting him and letting other people reap the rewards. And maybe, maybe if I took him here, this would be the next year will be the year he burns some people, but he's also improved the walk rate this year, 9.2%, which is not far off of the previous two years combined at five and 6%. So he's cutting the strikeouts. He's walking more mashing, I'm gonna take Adolis Garcia here.
1: Yeah, that wasn't uh wasn't what I was expecting <laughs> when you were leading into it. Um but yeah, he's having he's having a really good year. Um little little weird that he only has six steals. Very. But um but yeah, yeah, hitting the ball hard and most of it looks good. I feel like with these guys, the more they prove it to you, you know, the more they move up. So um i didn't have him here but wouldn't surprise me again with power speed you know it's just hard to get and people tend to go crazy for it so wouldn't surprise me if he went here
0: and here i did what like was he even in your top 30 then by the you sound surprised so i'm guessing no no interesting no but i
1: had but i had him i did have him written down okay like in kind of the next group i think he's probably more of a third rounder for me
0: but uh, you, you it'll be interesting to see with with that one then, with how far off we are of each other, where he'll land. Okay, yeah. that puts you up. Again, even numbers, 16, 18, 20. Pick number 22. Who do you got?
1: Um, This one, what was the one? Oh, yeah, I took soda oh, yeah. here. Juan Soto um, was your first pick. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to take Beau Bichette. 22. Mr. Um, Bo. yeah, I had Ellie Witt, Trey and Bo all kind of in a group and I don't know exactly what order they'll go in or how they'll be prioritized, but I, I think at least as of right now, they're, they're all pretty close. I wouldn't argue too much with the order, but, um, yeah, he's just hit, hitting the ball really well. The the one thing with him that I feel like determines his real value, like if he's a superstar or if he's just a really good player, is the steals. Mm-hmm. And he's only got three this season. He's three for six. Um, So you don't like seeing that. But good power. I feel like he's always going to have pretty high batting averages. I feel like um, – you know, puts the bat on the ball and obviously hits in the prime spot and a great lineup and all that stuff. So the runs are going to be there and um, the batting average and the power 29, 24 homers last couple of years. And he's got 15 already this year. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bo. I think as of like a week ago, maybe he was leading the major league in hits. So yeah, he's just Having a really good season. would like to see more steals, but I'm also getting him here at 22. You're never getting him there last year. so. No. Um, yeah, I'll go with uh, Bichette at 22. Soto and Bichette.
0: Three home runs and with the new rules. That, or, I'm sorry, three steals with the new rules this year. That is just mind-blowing to know, I mean, to see yeah. that. It's just not what it, like, what, knowing what some of these other runners are doing. There's just a couple guys, it's like, why isn't that guy running more? And Bo Bichette's right. definitely on that list.
1: I I tell you what, I was saying this the other day, but I feel so confused by it. It's like, okay, there's these new rules. Ronald Acuna's going crazy because of them. Wander Franco's going crazy because of them. And then certain guys, it's like, they're not even taking any advantage of it at all. Um, and some of it's team philosophies, I'm sure, and, You know, there's other things that bleed into it, but yeah, it's just really weird. Like, I don't, I don't think that Bichette's three for six necessarily puts a forecast on next season. Obviously, you'd like to see it be higher, but um, would it shock me if he bounced back to, you know, 15 to 20 or 25? I mean, no, it, you know, he has the athleticism and the speed to do it. It just... Yeah, it's just really strange. I'm still trying to figure out like why certain guys are affected positively, affected negatively, not affected at all. It's super weird.
0: So just now doing some digging and looking, I looked at his StatCast prep page on Baseball Savant. His sprint speed this year, or like let's just go back two years ago, it was 74, 74th percentile, and it was down to 53% last year. This year it's at 43% they're actually saying he's a below average runner this year just in terms of yeah, sprint. Speed. I don't, that's a I
1: don't, I don't know how much sprint speed really. I mean, it doesn't really matter a ton for stolen bases. at a. not always. been studies on that, but yes,
0: David or I'm sorry, David VR, um, Jonathan VR was not a burner, but he had such great baseball instincts that he just stole bases really well. Yeah. So, yeah. You can have that, but um, I don't know. I, 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 Even when he was like in the 70s and a couple years ago, a lot there were a few of those years where like, why isn't he not running more? And he did get that 25 stolen base season, but I wonder, given he was never this like, I never felt like he had these great instincts. Like I think his rookie year, I'm gonna try to pull this up real fast. Yeah, I I remember pausing going into 2020 because he was four for eight his rookie year, and then he went four for like he played the next year and he. He didn't play many games that year, but he went 25 for 26 in 2021. So, obviously, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of him. But, yeah, I think he's a solid pick there. With Soto and Bichette, that is like an incredible floor team, is what I would call that. If you And if we're doing draft and hold leagues, like we're talking about, that's a really good building base to where you're not, like, you. that's about as safe as you're going to make with these first two rounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's pretty solid and, you know, you just figure out speed and pitching. I mean, you'll get some speed out of those two, but nothing crazy.
0: Mhm. All right, that puts me up here like we're at pick up number at 23. 23, and I took Kyle Tucker in the first round here as I'm looking at this next pick. And I'm trying to decide here which route I want to go. I think I'm going to go with a pitcher here. And I'm going to go with Kevin Gosman of the Blue Jays. You're on fire. That was my guy. Ah, yeah. I I didn't expect when I was making this, as I was digging into these players as I went, I didn't expect to have Gosman here. This one kind of surprised me, but the more I looked into him, the more I liked what I was seeing. I mean, he has just been – I mean, I was not around for his awesome year last year, He was, but he was, around, he was awesome the year before in San Francisco, but I, I wasn't – like him going to Toronto as we were doing our prep and talking about it, I, I was like, man, I don't know about this guy going to Toronto, and he had a very good year, and he's just following it up with another fantastic year. I mean, at this point – Again, I'm going to prioritize these guys that I feel like are pretty safe for innings. And gosman has been about as safe as anybody over the last 5-10 years. If you really go back, I mean, he's had one season where he's been below 179 innings outside of, not counting 2020, because nobody did. He's had one season with a partial, basically a partial innings. And he continues just pitching at a high level to where, yeah, eventually got to take an, or, you know, you're going to need arms and Gosman is for a pitcher about as safe as they get.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, it's so crazy because for <laughs> one, well, I say that because for one, I didn't know if you would even have him as your third pitcher. I'm mm-hmm. not counting Otani. So Cole Strider, um, and then for two, I actually thought like when I took him, you might be like, oh, that's, like I had him higher. I thought I would have him higher. So yeah, I'm totally on board. He was he was my next pick.
0: Okay, so we like so, gosman
1: Yeah, he's he's just he's been a strikeout stud too. Yeah, and it's everything everything working this year. So yeah, I definitely uh, definitely like him. All right, well, then good you- par- good pairing with. Another thing too, I should say is I. If he is, and this is still probably TBD, but if he is the third pitcher off the board, excluding Otani, like not yes. even counting him, I think his ADP is going to be higher than twenty-three. Yeah, I like I just I don't think there's going to be that many hitters go. Like we're taking them now, it's fine, but I think in a normal draft, you can see Gosman going like at the wheel. I yeah. Mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. Obviously, Gosman or whoever that guy may be, it may not be him at the end of the year if he has a bad second half or but something. But that guy's but probably
0: I, a 17 18 ADP I would guess.
1: Yeah. That yeah. I pitcher. just don't think that that third pitcher is going to be um that far down.
0: So. Yep, you and I both seem to have a very similar strategy where we're not like we're wanting to get some bats. With at-bats here early. It really does seem like, for the most part, we're both doing that. I mean, the first pitcher didn't go till picks 14 and 15. Yeah. So, okay. That puts you up here at pick number 24? Yep. And Jose Ramirez was the first-round pick, so who are you teaming with him?
1: So, I think I'm going to go with a guy who I... I actually in the first second chance league I saw, this guy went twelve overall. And it kind of like knocked me off my chair. And then I was just thinking more about it and looking at it more and I was like I, I wouldn't take him that high, but um I think it's I think it's good here. I'm gonna go with Marcus Simeon at
0: twenty four. Wow, okay.
1: Um and yeah, I just doing everything once again. I mean, the track record is just piling up at this point. Um power, speed, now you're kind of at the we're at the point now with the Rangers offense, like you mentioned with the Dallas, where yep. it's just gotten so elite. Um there's two players in the league with more runs scored than him currently, and that's Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts. So he's going to give you a lot of runs and just good production across the board. Um, I could I, I could see him going higher than this too, um, but I think he'll have his detractors. I I don't feel overly high on him, um, but yeah, he's just just a good player. Does everything and um, those the at bats, the counting stats, like they're going to be there for sure.
0: Sixty eight runs, tr- fifty
1: six RBI so far. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, 45 homers a couple years ago, obviously you're not expecting that, but 33 before that 26 last year, 11 this year. I mean, it's, he's just always helping pretty much everywhere. So, um, and with that lineup, you know, it's, I don't expect it to go anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah, I think this is kind of the range he'll go in. Um, yeah, I'll take him at 24.
0: And he's been unlucky in the home run to fly ball rate. So I mean, I mean, it's the lowest of his career this year so far in this small half season sample. It's seven point seven percent. It was ten and eighteen percent the previous two years. So he should have more home runs. But the run and RBIs, <clears throat> RBI, um, they're both fantastic, and they've been really good for. I mean, going back the last few seasons, they've been really good. I re- I mean. I it's it it can be a dangerous game to predict lineups and all this, but the giant or the Giants, the Texas Rangers have continued the last few years of being a pretty good offense. And when as they've been adding players to their team, I I had him as a second round player. He I had him at thirty overall. The only pause I have, and it's a small sample. I will admit that he was so amazing the first two months of the year but this last month he's been kind of quiet I don't know like yeah. if you'd noticed but I yeah. I own him in a league and I mean his stats in the past 30 days as I look on fan tracks right now is 211 batting average with two home runs two steals six RBI 13 runs it's dipped but again small sample could be nothing but I definitely caught my attention a little bit but I have I mean he's still a second round player to me
1: yeah, he's he's probably a guy that, um, say once the offseason comes, I, I could see maybe you know if he smashes in the second half, I could see maybe moving him up a few spots from here. Mm-hmm. But if he has like a bad second half, I could see dropping him a lot. Yeah, he so could be a just, player. Yeah, right, right. It just I, I'm kind of just right now drafting for next year. This is about where I would take him, but. Um, Yeah, it's one that could move, I think.
0: Good one. I like it. So that puts me up next. No, no, wait. No, that's, yeah, that puts me up next. I took Mookie Betts with my first round pick here with pick number 25. And I'm going to take a player that you and I have talked about privately quite a bit lately because you were actually having a dynasty trade discussion for him. And he just went on the injured list I think it's a back injury right you know who I'm talking about by now isn't it back with him oh yeah yeah I'm gonna take I didn't Sh- know
1: right away I didn't know who you who you met yeah. but I got you
0: yeah I'm taking Shane McClanahan I have I have him and gosman back to back right now in terms of pitching he doesn't have quite the track record of innings and he's got a back thing going right now but I mean at this point he's been a pretty dang good pitcher for two years like the last two years. Good organization. The Rays are just awesome. And please stay healthy. I mean, a back injury doesn't have me scared for next year right now. So I'm going to take him. Even though he doesn't have quite the track record as others, I just think Shane McClanahan's a really good pitcher. He's at a 2-5 ERA the last two years in a row. The expected ERA is higher this year and the Ks are down a bit. He's walked a few more. But I just, I really like this guy. I believe in him. I do think... Like I do see a lot of people that I should save this discussion for another day, but so let's not go down this rabbit hole I'm about to say, but I'm at least going to say it. And then let's just move off of it because we could probably go for another half hour on this subject. But a conversation you and I are going to have on this podcast is his dynasty ranking and seeing how high it is. amongst pitchers. And I don't know if I agree with it, even though I've got him here as the what fourth or fifth pitcher. I'm like, some people got him number one and I do not agree with that, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good pick. I I had him and uh like one or two other pitchers I think are close to. So um yeah, it's personal preference.
0: I'm curious to know who your others are, which we'll get to eventually, uh, hopefully. So I think oh. with it,
1: it I think with McClanahan for me right now it is the injury. It's like I mean back injury he's probably fine for next year but uh, it's like if he was healthy in pitching I probably would have been more likely to take him here I guess
0: yeah and if it, if it was a shoulder or an, an elbow anything I wouldn't have him here but back I'm yeah. I'm going to be a little more I'm going to be a little less worrisome on okay so that Puts you up. What pick are we at here? This is I'm losing my track of my numbers here. 26. 26. With Corbin Carroll as your first-round pick. A lot of options to go here. Who do you got? Yeah, there's a few. Uh,
1: I think I am going to take... Uh, I'm torn between two guys. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Raphael Devers.
0: He was top of my list. I do feel like there's I have a clump here too, but Raphael yeah, Devers was there's right on
1: the one top. O- there was one other guy that I actually had listed before, but um yeah, I'm just gonna go with Devers. Um I feel really safe with him. Third base, nice to fill that early. Uh, like like I mentioned um, early on, well, I guess it would be the last podcast because this is part two, but uh, just with third base this year, I, I hated it later on. I, I felt like the advantage that you gained from getting third base early was just massive, and I don't know if I'll feel that way next year but I also am pretty certain I won't hate Rafael Devers in the back of the second round next year pretty much no matter what. Um, and Boston's lineup honestly is better than I thought it would be at this stage. So yeah, I think you can just kind of lock him in for elite four category production and move on. I got my steals with Carroll on this team, so yeah, I think it's uh good balance with Carroll too. Like third base and outfielder and Yeah, feeling good about it.
0: Yeah, I have nothing to add on Devers. I feel like he's about as safe of a player to take. Like, that is such a great second round pick. Like, he's not, like, he's just awesome. He's a really good player all across the board, feels about as reliable. Like, let me just look at the second round here.
1: He did have a pretty rough second half last year. Did he? And it's in, yeah. Yeah. And it's in the back of my head a little bit. Like, but not not too much because it, it's more the outlier than the norm with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's like a guy that has elite power. So I just I just wonder about it a bit. But um, but yeah, he's gonna you know batting average and definitely runs an RBI. I mean, he can lead the position there. So,
0: well, you just said your guy doesn't have elite power. My next pick here at twenty seven, who I am taking and teaming with Julio Rodriguez in the first round has elite power. Um, That would be Pete Alonzo here at pick number 27. Um, 26. I mean, I'm pretty blown away. Just looking at last year's stats, 40 home runs, 130 RBI Mets lineup. Mets have been a mess this year. And even with all that, he's got 50 runs and 61 RBI this year. Of course, that's not predictable. You can't always predict it, but I'm also pretty confident that, um, shoot, who's the Mets owner, Steve Cohen. He's going to, um, go, he's just going to keep dumping money on top of money with this team (laughs) and they're going to, they're going to have a, I like, I believe they will be competitive again next year, or they're going to be trying to be, and he's just going to continue being somebody that's putting up a a lot of like, he's going to be somebody that's going to be pushing out there and playing well and his he's got a 218 batting average and if you look at on, on baseball savant he's got an expected ba of 262 so he's been a little unlucky on that end he's just again a very i think solid safe player who's got a ton of pop who should be a four category or i'm sorry a three category monster and shouldn't hurt you in batting average like i think this is the low end of what to expect
1: yeah, I had him. I had him like right on the edge of the thirty. So, yep. I think it's, I think it's a good pick. I, I guess, I don't know. Like early in drafts, I always have said this about Matt Olson, and Matt Olson's definitely making me look bad this year. But I don't really like building my teams just just for pure team building. I don't like building my teams this early. Around, with a guy – well, with a guy with no speed and what I don't expect to be elite batting average. Like it's it's three categories, and I just don't really – that's why I've never – I've just never really been on these guys um, with a ton of power, no speed, and then I don't know where the batting average is going to lie. Like if I'm projecting Alonzo or Olson's batting average – and I, I just bring up Olsen because he's the one that's crushing this year. Olson yep. was, or, you know, Alonzo last year. I mean, Alonzo was crushing this year too, but the batting average can be tricky, like tricky, you know, the range of outcomes and the low end of that is, is not always good. So I just feel like when I'm in round two or round three, if I'm looking at those guys, I I tend to look at a pitcher and just think I'll, I'll find, I'll find like a guy later on that, won't do what they do, but we'll do. You know, maybe might do eighty percent or something like that. So
0: they can. I don't do it. tend
1: to build my teams that way, but yeah,
0: they can definitely do eighty percent. Like when, but I think one thing I'm like the it's shifting for me right now as I'm thinking about this is those runs in RBI producers. There are not many of them that put up the get those kind of numbers in terms of the run and RBI. They like Alonzo's definitely not going to provide speed, like you said. But I'm honestly looking at it more of uh, trying to get more counting stats this year, and I think that's what my thought process is. I don't even know if it's right or wrong. You need all the things, but I think I might be a little more open-minded because in previous years, I agree, I've been kind of with you with that with the first baseman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just just tricky, but it kind of ultimately just obviously depends on how you want to build the team and yep i mean he's got a ton of power obviously so not a bad place to start
0: pick number 28 fernando tatis jr's first pick who are you teaming him with
1: i am going to go with Luis robert 28 um man is he having a year
0: he is having a monster year like
1: yeah just huge season um and even with the season that he's having still only at 8 stolen bases which i feel like is light for him and could you know be something that he even improves on next year it's really weird how little he runs these days i mean it's just not a ton nope but i feel like he's Obviously, really toolsy. I I actually thought a lot about him when I was thinking about Ellie, too, Um, just in terms of how we thought about Robert before, you know, and not that they're necessarily exactly the same player, but I think there's a ton of similarities. So, yeah, he's having a huge year, 26 homers, eight steals, um, hitting 271, hitting the ball hard, you know, premium spot in the lineup. I don't think that's going anywhere. And I think there's always the threat that he's going to just take off with the steals. I mean, it may not happen to, but he's young enough and athletic enough that, um, yeah, I don't think people are going to be sleeping on him, especially if he has a really good second half. So I will take him at 28, knowing I'm getting power and hoping I get some steals out of it. Him and Tatis, I feel like is a lot of five category juice.
0: He was one I was really torn as I was looking and seeing what he's done this year. And really thinking about where I was with him, and I think I'm lower on him for one reason, and I think I'll be lower. Like I, I believe his ADP will be up here, or higher, especially if he continues this hot streak into the second half and finishes with 40 home runs. And let's let's just go off of actually baseball so like add the Steamer projections to what he's done already. Yeah, and they've got him at 40 home runs, 40 and 16. And 16. And that's with a hundred runs and 90 RBI. That's going to be probably a, like, I think that's a wheel pick. Like, I think he's got a higher ADP than Harper. If he finishes with that.
1: Yeah. Good chance. And I think with, I think with Robert, you can all almost always dream on more steals. Yep. Whether he gets them or not is a different story, but like you could see him just all of a sudden, Stealing a bunch of bases. You know, he's fast enough to do it. He's athletic enough. He's young enough. It's just a matter of actually doing it. But, yeah.
0: I might get bit on this take that I'm about to make. Because I remember making the almost a similar result-like thing about Anthony Rendon years ago. But, like, the guy has not played 100 games in a major league season yet. And he's probably going to do it this year. He's, like, I'd be a shock if he didn't. But I'm like, Man do I like everything's gone right this year? Am I ready to pay for that price to where, to, to where I think he'll be going when he hasn't done it yet up until this year. And I think I'm going to need to see him do it a second year of just like health for a full season before I'll be like, I'm ready. Like it's like the player's awesome. But I think that's where like put, like I'm going to use the Pete Alonzo who just went right next to him and Both of them have a wart that you can poke. Like you said, and it's a very valid one, that Pete Alonso's downside is a 230 batting average. And Luis Robert will get, like, and he's not going to provide speed. Luis Robert's going to very likely at least provide a handful of steals and could go off on him, but he also just doesn't have the health track record. So it's really what do you want to take your chance on?
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I could see Robert going anywhere from like the late first round. Yep. To, to way later than this. Yeah. Just depending on what happens the rest of the year. I mean, let's not forget he was going in the late first round last year. I was mean, really? Yeah. There, the main event. I, I'm pretty sure this is well. I know it's. I don't know exactly which pick it was, but the guy who won the overall in the main event last year took Luis Robert in the first round.
0: This when you're saying last year, you Um, 2022, right?
1: Yes. And now, granted, he didn't win it because he took Luis Robert in the first round. But that pick was made by the overall champion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and other people were taking him in that, you know back end first round early second round from what i remember so i'm not saying that that will happen again but i'm saying it has happened and coming off of a monster season he could probably be in that range again but um for me it's probably somewhere in the middle i I don't think i'm gonna probably push him up that much um and i could potentially push him down depending on the second half but yeah he's having a really good season i think you can kind of dream on five categories so
0: definitely and you were just saying that, so I looked up his um, draft position this year. It was ADP's forty-six, and that just that's surprising to me a little bit. Just because I remember being at the White Sox game with you last year, and you were telling me it's like they won't play him every day. Like he plays a day, and then he takes a day off, and we have no idea what they're doing with him. But his men pick was nineteen. So even after that yeah. last year and you were saying that a year a year ago he was going in the first round even after all that last year he somebody took him at 19 so yeah yeah there are definitely people that continue going after that upside because it is there like there's no denying that i mean he's doing it this year and he could even run more yeah for sure all right time for my final team that i'm picking for where i took shohei otani so i've got a pitcher and a hitter that i've drafted so far <sighs> and i'm going to go with this i mean you just brought him up and i'm going with the same theory that i just brought up with pete alonzo and i'm gonna go with matt olson and it's really almost all the exacts i i can just repeat the exact same take i just did with pete alonzo it's kind of so i'm not gonna really go into much spiel with it he's going to be a guy who's going to hit for a lot of home runs he's having a career year so far in the first half of this with 29 home runs already and hard to project that to happen again but this he's really enjoying hitting in this atlanta braves lineup and yeah i'm just gonna go with another guy who i can count on three like like High end, like going to get the counting stats and the runs and RBI. Not going to get you anything on the steals, but and batting average is probably just going to be pedestrian too. But I'm good. I'm shooting after more runs and RBI, trying to get a head start on that this year.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> Otani same. and Olson. I think you're you're leading the league in <laughs> homers. Just, <laughs> I think you got the most home runs with that team.
0: It's it's possible there. It's a good start.
1: Yeah, so for
0: sure number 30 in the final pick of these first two rounds you've taken ronald Acuna number one so you've got a ton of power and a just boatload of speed who are you pairing him here with oh man um
1: well just to and we're not going to get into the third round but i think on this turn because it would in theory be two picks. Mm-hmm. I would take a pitcher. And I think that pitcher would be Framber Valdez.
0: Good one. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure.
1: Him him or probably Zach Gallen. And I would maybe go pitcher pitcher even. Um or pitcher closer. But I don't know, like trout, a Rosarena. are a Rosarina and Trout are my top two. Um just on my board. So I will say thramber and a Rosarena.
0: Okay. I'm gonna write down a the just in turn. Case because we actually I just, do more of this.
1: I wouldn't go outfield, outfield, outfield. Like
0: I wouldn't take three
1: outfielders, first three Um, at this stage though. And I think one thing you have to think about being on the ends is a plan for closer. Like I kind of, I kind of thought a closer wouldn't go in these two rounds. And if you're at the first turn and it comes back to you, it's okay to not take one, but I think you just have to have a plan like, okay, you know, not necessarily just drafting the top guy on your board, but thinking like, OK, if I don't take one, there's probably going to be a run. You know, once somebody takes oh, yes. one, they run off. And let's say that the first guy that takes one is pick 32, 33 or 34 whatever. Then there's a run. And, you know, who knows who's who's even left back at, at mm-hmm. four or five. So I would definitely be at least thinking about that. I'm not saying I would do it for sure. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of options here. Um you want me to read off some of my guys that I have listed what, or,
0: well, let's ask, let me ask you this question. Do you, do you think we're done doing this? Do you want to go in a different, yeah, it's going like with our yeah, next episode? I think,
1: I think we're done doing it. Yeah. Okay. Cause
0: I mean it, that changes things to where I, I'd, I'd like to, we can talk about just
1: who else we had written down if you want, but
0: sure. I so, had,
1: um, so yeah, I guess I'll call my official pick. Um, I'll say Framber, but, uh, yeah, I had a Rosarena Trout, Corey Seager, mm-hmm. um, Austin Riley. Then going into the third round, Austin Riley, Gallen, who I mentioned, Luis Castillo, Albies, Michael Harris. Uh, not necessarily in this order. I'm just naming names. Yep. Jose Altuve, Machado, Lindor. Uh, Lindor, I think, would have been a fine pick anywhere in here,
0: too. I had Lindor 29 um, on my yeah. list.
1: Yep, Goldie, Hayter, Mullins, Wheeler, and Nola. And then I obviously I had Adalis and I had the guys you picked in there, all in there too.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm just going to mention the guys in my top 30 that were not taken. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Reyna was my top guy, and you took him there. I thought with that last. well oh, actually, wait. Did you go? No, you went Framber. So yeah, I Reyna technically took Framber was the but, top guy yeah. in my top 30 that was not taken. And then my last, like my other three were, or four were Paul Goldschmidt. Um, again, with my first baseman thing and putting up catting stats, Zach Gallen, Aaron Nola and Francisco Lindor and Albies was 31. So he was just outside also, but yeah, fun exercise to start off with here. We're going to have, yeah,
1: there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of options in there and a lot of this is going to come down to second half and like one thing like i said when you're on these ends you know it's like i think so much of it is going to come down to how you feel about the pitching you know like we drafted what did we draft four starting pitchers and that's you're just never going to have a draft where well five if you count otani but i just mm-hmm. never count him but there's just always, especially in NFBC drafts, there's always going to be more pitching go. And then as the offseason rolls on, it gets pushed up even more and more at the end. So, like, you can't just sit back and draft these bats and expect to still get elite pitching. And the other thing is, is I... Kind of like I mentioned at the top of the first episode, it's like, I don't know how I feel about let's just call it pitchers 10 through 25 mm-hmm. in, in comparison to how I felt about them coming into this season. Yeah. Like I felt really good about a lot of those guys. Yep. Man. I tell you, if I, if, if I could just picture what an ADP list is going to look like going into next season, I feel like I'm going to look at 10 through 25 starting pitchers and be like, Oh man, I'm moving Garrett Cole up, you know, like stuff like (laughs) stuff like that, you know, just little things that we're not really talking about right now, but we may be talking about in a few months. It's like, but those little things don't need to be really talked about right now, but it's just going to change the landscape of it a little bit. I think so.
0: Yeah. Making my list, you know, I got down to 42 guys and I mentioned the ones not taken gallon Nola. I had Logan Webb as another starting pitcher that I had on this 42, and I couldn't put another pitcher down as I was just listing. I was like, I was very uneasy about any of them. Like, I couldn't, I didn't write a name down because I, once I stopped, I stopped writing once I was like, okay, I just don't feel easy about any of these guys. So I stopped because I entered all my bats and arms and yeah. So I'm with you on that. That could push these pitchers up, just not feeling good about them.
1: Right. Yeah, just where you feel comfortable with, because everybody's going to have that. You know, there'll always be people that are just going to wait on pitching. But um, and you know that could end up, even end up being my strategy too. I'm not. I'm just not certain on it. But um, just for an early, early, early take with that, I I just don't know how I'm going to feel about a lot of those guys in there. I had a couple questions for you if you don't yeah. mind me getting Let's to do them here. It. Who? So, two, and I guess I came up with these two because I didn't think they would be drafted, but who would be your top catcher going into next year?
0: huh, yeah, I didn't have any catchers even written down, and i didn't
1: I didn't think we would draft one. that's why I had it as a question.
0: okay, let me pull up the catchers just list real quick. I think I know my answer, but I want to look at the list of them before I. And then
1: my other one was, who would be your top relief pitcher?
0: Uh, Felix because Batista. I, okay. That one, I he was the only name I wrote down, even though I probably would, like, when it comes down to it, I might have pushed some guys up. Why am I not seeing any list? Yeah,
1: I think my two relievers would be Hader and Batista. Yeah. I'm not sure which one I would rather have. Batista's having a better year, but war. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah,
0: Um, You know, the catcher position in general, as you look at some of these guys, it looks like it took a step back, and I think I'm going to go... I think you and I will have the same answer here. I'm not certain on that, but I'm going to say my pick is Adley Rutschman. Yeah, I think it's...
1: I almost feel like right at this moment, it's a dead heat between him, Will Smith, Smith... I just and, wanted to say it because I knew we were going
0: to say them both.
1: And JTR still yeah. because JTR steals are still there and Adley and Will Smith aren't going to have any. Yeah, So I still actually think that JTR could be the top one pretty easily because of that. But um, yeah, I think those will probably be the big three unless I'm missing somebody.
0: JTR won't be, like, he won't be there for me, and the steals are awesome. I get it. And the on-base has gotten better, but, man, I get worried when I start seeing on-base percentages dipping with players in their 30s. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Kendall, I think that was the name of the catcher. I was like, who was the catcher that could provide steals, good on-base guy, and then all of a sudden it just dried up, and it felt like it dried up for Jason Kendall around the same age. Now, he wasn't as good as a real Muto but it went South and it went South fast. I think it was Kendall. And, um, yeah, I think I'm just like, it depends. I guess it just depends on where he's going because he's still a good, I mean, he's still a really good catcher, but yeah, I'm, I might want to be off that boat one year early with him. Yeah. I think think I'd rather have Will Smith and Rutschman who Rutschman. I can't Rutschman has the upside real Muto has just in a different way. Um, but and then the safety and Will Smith I think I'd rather just go for safe if I was going for a top guy here Yeah right. no so, I don't
1: bl- I don't blame you there. or I don't even disagree I was just curious what you would say
0: What were uh, was the Oh yeah your other question was the top closer The
1: re- the relievers yeah. yeah Yeah I think I mostly landed on Batista and Hater Mhm either one
0: Yeah so yeah, no no sh- no Like both of them, awesome. So, not really too surprised by there. I didn't get the hater's name in there, but I mean, he belongs in that conversation. As I was writing my guys down, he definitely belongs in it. Um. Okay. Do you have any any questions for me? I don't have any more that I haven't asked. I mean, I've got other things that I didn't ask on as we were talking, but we've gone for a little while, and I I think that these are questions that I can ask down the road that I'm gonna go back to. And I've got I'm, I want to close out with a question because we're putting the second post out on a Monday and Monday is the Home Run Derby. And I've written I've just pulled up the participants for the Home Run Derby and we're going to both take, make a pick here to close out the show. Um, I, yeah, I, obviously, I this matters. Doing this. Well, it's all right. You just I mean, it doesn't matter. And yeah. might I add, I just realized as I was pulling this up, I'm like, isn't the Home Run Derby like the All-Star game in Seattle? And I'm like, is the home run derby winner going to hit like 10 home runs in the three rounds (laughs) (laughs) just because it's Seattle. But here's our participants and you got to pick one. I'm going to pick one. I don't even. Oh yeah. I I know who I'm picking. We got Julio Rodriguez, the hometown boy. We got Vladdy jr. Mookie Betts, Randy or Pete Alonzo. Adley Rutschman. Luis Robert and Adolis Garcia. I've got two names I'm taking, and I'll if if you don't take the one, I'm like I'm gonna I've I've got two in case you take the same one, just so we have different names.
1: Uh I mean you just have to take Pete Alonso, right? Yes. Like <laughs> I mean. Did he he didn't win it last year though, I don't think.
0: I don't Is remember, he? but it feels like he's in it every year. There's nobody
1: in the history of baseball that cares more about the home run derby
0: than okay. that guy. That's awesome. Like I actually, love that he cares that much.
1: He actually really cares. And I think I want to say he, did he get second last year and he was like pissed off or something? I think <laughs>
0: I feel like there's something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I really, I, I think he did. It was something where he didn't win and he was almost like, it was like, he was grumpy about it or something. But, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Soto. Oh no. Julio was the runner-up. Uh, I think what happened was was one of them knocked him out the round before or something like that. But it was a big upset, you know, because or, or he'd won. I think the previous two seasons. Yeah. I would. But, yeah. I'll take. I. I pretty much am always going to take Alonzo. Like, yes. Just as a pure pick, you know, like it's based on odds or something. Then maybe not. But yeah.
0: Nope. I would too. Um Yeah, in that case, I'm gonna take Adolis Garcia. I mean he just keeps hitting for pop. It's him or Robert is my ne- next one I want to take. But I'm gonna go no, I'm gonna go Robert. I'm gonna go with the younger one of the two. I'm gonna go Luis. I think
1: Robert. it'd be I think it'd be cool to see um Julio do it. Oh, that would home. be amazing. I, like, I'll be sure.
0: He's just such a great personality to be to go with it. To where he's probably the guy I'm going to be rooting for when I'm watching Monday. Just because of all that. It's his hometown and he's just a great dude. Yep, for sure. We got plenty more that we're going to talk about. I got all these questions and things that I'm just going to keep in the chamber because we're going to be sitting here talking baseball the rest of the year. Um, Schedule wise, Andrew and I are both going like I don't know if it'll be every time we record. It'll be on a Friday, but I think that will be the most common night we are recording. So there will be a lot of podcasts that'll be coming out on Saturdays. And in doing so, we'll like going into the weekend, you know, people are setting lineups. A couple things I've thought about. Two start pitchers is a possibility that we could discuss. Maybe Fab will maybe as we're talking about guys that are clearly gonna be out there just discussing um pickups. I don't know. I hadn't even mentioned that one to Andrew yet. Um down the road i definitely want to make another dynasty ranks i'll probably try to do that here in the next month or so as we're getting into trade deadline time so that's a couple things that i've thought about um but i'm just looking forward to talking baseball again man
1: yeah for sure this was a lot of fun and i know we we talked about the best of the best tonight but yeah we'll get into there's a
0: lot, a lot more in the coming weeks. Plenty more to break down. We could even, like, I could even come up with questions for each team. Just kind of shoot through a division and a couple questions for each team. Just talk about other players. That's what we're here to do. Just talk about players, the ups, the downs. We're gonna have an, I mean, heck, we're gonna have an MLB draft this sun. That actually, as we're do, uh, let me rephrase that. There's been an MLB draft, Andrew. And yeah, we'll right. be-
1: <laughs> It was yesterday.
0: Yes. And you know what? that'll be first year player draft stuff that I'm sure at some point we'll get into a long time from now, probably as we get into the off season. but that like we're here to talk dynasty. We're here to talk redraft. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. and when we get into the off season, we're definitely going to talk a lot about drafts, Andrew, because you do a ton of draft and holds and NFBC stuff. I've said I'm gonna do my first NFBC this off season,
1: yeah, and... i'm already I'm already like kind of missing. Um, I like want to draft (laughs) like it's, I mean, I was thinking about it probably about a month ago. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I love being in the slow draft room and you're just doing research and making picks. But I mean, I love the season more. I'm not going to sit here and act like I like it more than the season, but I just was kind of thinking about it. Like, yeah, I could go for some of that right now, but it'll have to wait. So
0: don't want to do a second chance draft then no
1: not really it's not really my thing i don't know i just yeah
0: but we'll just in a couple months as we're we're going to go down the we're going to be down trade deadline next couple weeks we'll be getting to trades like a lot of trading for dynasty leagues will be going on then it's the final stretch and then after that it's prep so i
1: meant to ask i meant to ask you how are the how many leagues are you in and how are they going
0: bad <laughs> um dynasty leagues you know i'm i'm at the opposite ends i'm in first place in the one that i took back over the team that's just loaded actually the first three picks in our redraft league and this were acuna otani and tatis and i have all three of those guys on that team so needless to say that team's still doing really yeah, well it's... and not too and, bad <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's a daily league it's it's not fair to have otani in a daily league I mean he's just such a ridiculous advantage and then the redraft's not good I'm I'm in the middle of the pack in one and at the bottom in the other two I will like I'm disappointed but I'm also chalking it up as I got started really late this off season so I wasn't I wasn't prepped by any means so not well yeah it's all right you're doing pretty well right
1: overall pretty good overall yeah i i'm in i'm gonna sound like a degenerate but i'm in 21 <laughs> <laughs> i'm in 21 leagues and <sighs> in 16 of them i'm in the top half so that's awesome. yeah pretty good great I, year. first second or third in like eight or nine i think and my main event league which is pretty much my most important league along with the dynasties I'm in third I was actually getting really close to second tonight not sure if I got there I had some good pitching but um yeah the top three are close so that's gonna be a fun fun race but yeah overall it's been good I I really just with that many teams I just want to have as many in position to mm-hmm. make a run like you can you can make a run I mean I there's a famous story about a guy who went from like 13th to winning the main event in like in the second half of the season, you know, you can go, you can shoot way up. Like I would never, even my teams that are struggling big time. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not giving up on them, but um, just to have as many teams as I can that have a shot at it, you know, and the more that you have of that, the more, interested you are and engaged in all that so yeah it should be should be a really fun second half
0: that was my 2021 uh, i felt i was in it in every just about every redraft and dynasty league it was a fun year (laughs) this year's not gone that way for me but that's it's fun whenever you got all these teams and they're all just competing it's a fun year yeah i
1: have on those 21 teams i have zero shares of ronald acuna though so that kind of (laughs)
0: stinks but should have drafted. You should have drafted better. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually,
1: I never, I never passed on him once. But
0: hey, at least you got that. I think the
1: earliest. Me. Yeah, I think the earliest I picked was two, and he went one. So
0: that's something I want to do. We never got to talk about your main event team because we weren't podcasting it, and I want to dive into that more. We've gone pretty long here, so I. But I want to like I want to do a segment maybe next episode where we're talking about who you got and kind of what you. Like what you're needing, what players you really like to win that league, what you could count on. I'd like to hear a little bit about that team because main event teams, yeah. those are big deals. Those caught that, that you got a, you got a lot at stake whenever you get in one of those. And so when to put that much into one of those teams, I'd love to hear more about it.
1: Yeah, it's been super fun. I, I follow that team religiously.
0: I bet you it's, do. I yeah, sure would it's, too. It's, it's super fun. Maybe one of these years I'll have the guts to get in one, but it's going to take me a little while, I think. Okay, we've gone long enough. We've done two episodes, had a lot of fun. And again, for all of you who were listening to us before and are back again, I'm so glad you took the time to listen and listen to all of this for these two episodes. I'm so glad to have you all back. If there's any new listeners that are listening for the first time, thank you for checking us out too. I hope you enjoyed it. We're gonna be here, we're gonna be talking baseball going forward. Go on and hit that subscribe button, just helps us get those downloads. We'll be back again real soon. And again, just it's so great to talk to you to you, Andrew, again, and it's so glad to I'm just so glad to be getting to talk with you guys. And Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And until next time, take care everybody. Yeah, take care, guys.